Does it matter? Not really. <laughs> All right, tell me your story. But so yeah, so um, this is the problem with expectations. And when we put expectations on ourselves and on other people. Now, how's that? I'm putting expectations on people and they're not, they're not even aware that I have these expectations on them. <laughs> so I go into Thanksgiving with all these thoughts in my head about how things will be. And of course, that's not what happened because nobody else is feeling the exact same as me. So my kids didn't want to do things how I wanted to do them. And I, I just started like a little bit upset, right? Like normally things that, that I don't normally get upset about, I kind of just flow with it. I was feeling everything everything was irritating me already. So I was right like primed for this experience of like getting really triggered up and then like, you know, spreading <laughs> that energy. So yeah, so I was getting upset at everybody and starting to yell. And I noticed as I'm getting angry and starting to yell and get angry about things that wouldn't normally upset me, little tiny things like, oh, this hit the floor or like the tea towel I just got, you know, out of the laundry and I put it down and I'm just ready to use this beautiful tea towel and it's on the floor and somebody's stepping on it. And I'm like, that was a minute, <laughs> you know, but, but what does that even matter? But, but not even to, to judge myself, but yeah, I was like, so triggered. So then yelling about that probably for a good five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, you know, that's enough about the tea towel. <laughs> so then it just went on like that. And it kind of like, like almost like tissue paper, just little layers, little thin layers of little irritating things. And then finally, and of course the, you know, my, my 12 year old, you know, sweet, loving 12 year old says one thing and I bubble over on her and she got the brunt of, uh, of me not taking care of my own self, not having self-compassion for my own self, judging myself, judging everyone else from my own view, expecting everybody to, you know, understand what I'm going through. And then I took it out on her. I thought, I guess in the moment I must've thought I would feel better for it or I wouldn't have done it. So that was not the case. Instead, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is the celebration once a year where we celebrate gratitude and thanksgiving and all this beautiful stuff. And am I being grateful right now? What am I, what am I doing? So yeah, it was very eye-opening for me that I could still, you know, get nice and riled up. And what a perfect time when, when your family's all right there. <laughs> no, but I mean, if like say if it was in reverse right you'd kind of tell me like you know you're kind of judging yourself and at least you you caught it right it might not have been at the second that you wanted to but you still caught it and you were able to i won't say rectify it but you were able to acknowledge it and kind of just you know take that what's the word well using my language kind of just take like kind of the negative energy out of it and kind of just use it to become the person that you want to be like you're not perfect Sorry to say, you know. Right. So I'm like, at the end of the day, <laughs> things happen and things are going to continue to happen at least, you know, best case scenario, like, yo, you guys were all still together on a day that, you know, some people don't have their families and, you know, some people would like, I'm sure, honestly, they, a lot of people won't even remember it. You guys probably won't even remember it tomorrow. You guys will be arguing <laughs> over something new. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. I know. I used to think, uh, I used to say that to my kids, like a year from now, you won't remember this, but you're right. A day from now, you won't remember this. 
right? <laughs> yeah, it was little slights, just little slights. And, and of course, if you think about it, the root cause of all my upset was nobody else. It was something had nothing to do with anybody. But that's what we do when somebody is upset with us, we always take it on. Like, oh, this has to do with me. So here my kids are thinking, oh, wow, we're upsetting mom so much. But you're not. You know, I'm allowing myself to be upset. Like I'm choosing this. I'm really upset right now. And I'm, I'm allowing myself to get triggered by everything. You know, that was like completely, you know, a choice to do that in a sense, like maybe an unconscious one, but it was still a choice because I kind of kept rolling with it for a while that there's benefit to it. I must've felt I was getting something from it. Right. So who knows, but at least like now you're able to look back at it. Cause a lot of some, like a lot of people, probably even me, like, you know, a few years ago, I'd just be like, meh, whatever. And you know what? A lot of people would carry that into today. Like, yeah, I still remember what you did to my <laughs> towel that I just freshly washed. <laughs> I have a pile over there I need to go wash. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. It will get clean when it needs to get clean. Next Thanksgiving, don't step on the tea towels. That's how you go. <laughs> no, like, holidays are str- I don't know. Like, I, I kind of, it sucks how it's gotten to a point where holidays are stressful. You get what I'm saying? I feel like there wasn't a time that it was like that. I don't know where this pressure to perform and like, you know, do all these things and do, like have these elaborate menus and, you know, everybody mm. kind of pressurized in one setting. People want to do different things at different times. It's, it's, it's a lot, you know? So it's true. That's true. We, we have that kind of competitive nature. We're always taught that, that kind of, we've got to be right. We need to compete. We need to, do that yeah that's kind of ingrained in us i think too right it's like even like the box of like family time this is what family time means like we have to do it you know we all have to be in the kitchen contributing yeah yeah way you know i like to and like it's just it's it's just very interesting to kind of look in like wow this is how we do things eh yeah and it's like this dish has to be in this dish like i have to make the peas and mushrooms have to go in the green dish and this has to go in the white dish and <laughs> seriously what what kind of suffering is that creating for everybody around me <laughs> right it, it's it's yo it, it's honestly it's really funny because this year which is usually like we do like a potluck style obviously like you go to somebody's houses and this year because covid is just going crazy for the first time, my mom, like, got up and did, like, all of the cooking. And, like, yo, there's only four of us here today. So it's just, like, we all got to the table and we were, like, overwhelmed with the amount of food. And, like, that is an amazing, you know, experience to have. And, like, my mom is, like, not, like, a natural-born cook. Like, she had to, you know, throughout the years. <laughs> but she was, like, I didn't feel stressed out about anything. I didn't do, you know. It was she just got up on her own and she did it all. So it's just, like, whoa. You know, when you see it all laid out, you're like, oh, I taste it. You know, I feel the love. Like, mm. it's awesome. And, like, the best thing about Thanksgiving is leftovers. Like, you don't have to cook for the rest of the week, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't so. kind of cook that way, though, for sure. Because we, we do, uh, like, vegan meals and stuff. So we don't have the five-hour turkey that we had to make that, you know, gotcha. you last for weeks. <laughs> got you, got you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like we, we get to be creative in a sense because it's like when you start trying to substitute things, it just gets fun like that. <laughs> No, that could be amazing. Like you said, vegan um, lasagna. And I was like, ooh, mm. that could be awesome. Like we had, um, my sister made like this amazing macaroni pie. Oh. Um, 
And I was like, ooh, like I remember my friend made us nachos with like a vegan cheese. Mm. And I was like, this is actually pretty impressive. This is something I can get behind, you know? So it's always <laughs> like, it's really cool to like have these little things introduced. So. Yeah, well, that's something um, like with our family. So everybody has like a tradition, what they do. We all, of course we do like gratitude around the table, but we also try to look up that, uh, what are other people doing? Who else celebrates Thanksgiving and, and what are they doing? And so it was kind of cool. There was some really neat ones. Like in Korea, they celebrate it for three days. They celebrate before, during, and after. So it's like an amazing festival, like, you know, where they're doing all these uh, amazing community events. So I thought that's kind of cool, right? And then something neat about what they do in the States is I guess uh, the president's pardon a turkey every year. <laughs> they, really? they allow, yeah, they allow one turkey to be set free and live his natural life. And, and I, I looked it up to see, is everybody doing this? It's an official thing. In 89, they made it an official thing to do this and they've kept it going. And, and uh, Barack Obama did it. I believe they named that turkey Liberty and it lived the longest. <laughs> wow. And, and I looked up, I had to look up, come on, man, did Trump do it? I'm just curious <laughs> if his heart went out to the turkey. He pardoned the turkey. I'm just saying. <laughs> did he do it or did somebody else do it? And he like he took credit it. for it. Well, I don't know about the details, but I'm just saying he didn't get rid of it or anything. He pardoned a turkey. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, right? some people would question why turkeys need to be pardoned, but I mean, hey. Well, do that, it, yeah. They're freed from, you know, servitude to, I guess, whoever was going to eat them <laughs> to human servitude. I don't know what to call That's it. That's crazy. I think it's really cool, though, to me, right? <laughs> that is, I've never heard that. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All right. So wait, let me do our little um, introduction. Hello, listeners. Thank you guys for joining in um, with, you know, Sean, Sherry, and we're just humans discussing things. Uh, basically, we talk about like, this is our weekly podcast sometimes you know <laughs> bi-weekly weekly podcast what do they about, know <laughs> uh, this journey and we're just basically discussing ways that mindfulness impacts our lives today doing with what we do all right so i'm shay what's up shay <laughs> i hope you introduce our topic today because i have no clue what we're doing oh you uh had mentioned you wanted to talk about compassion and self-compassion Right. But what I was thinking is that because um, it was so unique because we kind of had like a flow going and then we both kind of got sick. Yeah. And sick enough that we're fact that we kind of like pushed things out. It first it started off with scheduling and then I got sick and I know you said you weren't feeling well. So I was just like, that's kind of interesting because, you know, I mean, other, like it's it's the change of season. People get sick a lot. With There's a lot of things going around. Um, this year makes it very special because of COVID. And I would kind of just want to discuss a little bit just about like mindfulness and being sick. I remember like when we were discussing things going back and forth, we were kind of like in the same, like, you know, bubble. Like, I'm like, yo, I have so much crap to do. You know, I have so like my productivity should be up here. And I'm like fighting it because I'm feeling literally like crap, could barely speak. Um, just my chest was just terrible and my mom's like freaking out like oh you should go get COVID testing and I'm like no I know my body I'm fine <laughs> plus I have this <laughs> this thing to get done and I'm not leaving this computer so it was just like very very interesting like I knowing that like I'm like yo and I I, I felt it you're like yo I, I feel like I'm letting you down and I don't like I feel bad for you waiting and it's just like yo 
in that split second, I was just like, oh, this is, you know, here is the lesson for me. Like, I really need to slow down because my body is telling me something. And I know my mind is telling me something too, as it does, as it's supposed to, you know, I thank the mind for that. But sometimes I feel like when, you know, that balance is broken and you go too far over, what I saw happen is that in a sense, like my body just started to break down to the fact that I was like, yeah, you didn't have any more energy just to like eat and just sleep. And after that rest, I was like, oh, that's what it was trying to slow me down to do, you know? So I kept thinking like, wow, I wonder if I was really, really mindful in the beginning, if I would have caught it, if it would have gotten so bad and, you know, maybe things would have flown in a different way. So I'm curious how your experience was, because I know you kind of went through something similar. Well, yeah, it's kind of, it does tap into self-compassion, right? Because that's, you know, you were understanding and accepting of yourself and where you were at in that moment. That is self-compassion, right? So you, of course, have to have that for yourself before you could have it for me. And then you did have it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt it. It was me feeling it for you. That had to, it was, that was the trigger that was like, oh, shoot. Because then I immediately was like, okay, you know, like, if my friend's like, yo, you're telling me you're sick and I'm feeling the exact same way. And I'm like, yo, are you okay? Like, yo, do you, if you need to calm down, like do what you got to do. I'm completely compact. You know, I'll do what you got to do. And I was just like, oh, wow. I haven't supposed to treat myself like my friend. That's and then awesome. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's so powerful. <laughs> I just love that. Cause it's the same. It's cause as soon as you said that, I felt like, I had needed to give myself permission because I wasn't really sick. I was not practicing self-compassion. I had worn myself right out. And then, you know, your menstrual cycle comes, like TMI, right? But anyways, that's what happened. And then I was already so worn out by the time that happened that my body just started to, you know, have little symptoms. So that's what I did. I wasn't showing myself self-compassion at all. I thought, okay, I have all this stuff to do. But there's this time when everybody goes to bed, probably about midnight to two o'clock, <laughs> where, I, where I can get up and do this personal research I've been doing lately. I've been really excited about a project and diving into it, but I want to have my own time where nobody else can touch it. So yeah, I picked that time, which, you know, maybe not um, as mindful considering I was getting a bit five. So I was like purposely scheduling my sleep in a small, you know... Yeah, so that's what happens over time, right? Your body's going to let you know. And if you ignore it, it's not that I don't see the signs. I see the signs. I thought, I can take a little more. <laughs> right. So push yourself just that little bit more. But that's, you know, that isn't being mindful because then it took me a few days to get back up to speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't eating very well. I wasn't sleeping very well. Forgetting to hydrate is a huge thing, which I think I sent you a message to hydrate. And again, that was a message to me as well. <laughs> it was awesome. And I just thought I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, I haven't seen my water jump for a very, very long time. I should probably go get something to drink. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. But then, so that's what happened with me. I was like, just, so then I, once I was like, okay, you know, it took too many days to recuperate from this. That wasn't necessary. So, you know, I, I've, you know, gotten a little bit better at scheduling it out. <laughs> and that, that helps your schedule. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't do that it. word now. And it's, I feel like it's, it's new. It's my buzzword. Yeah. 
What's going? You gotta break that down for me. What's going on with this this new word called the schedule? I know it's funny to me because I'm so like I had kind of identified with I don't use a schedule. I just flow with time. I don't get time, so that's kind of my personality that I've adopted. So now. I, so I would just balk at anybody's idea to put anything on a, on a time schedule, especially having my phone on me with a schedule. That's, I mean, come on, I'm going to have my phone constantly tell me what to do. That's what was my perspective, my judgments, right? Mm -hmm. But then instead, um, Josh made me this great thing where, where he asked me everything I do in a day and he listened very mindfully and then he wrote it all out for me and he says, it's not going to work. Do you see how this doesn't fit there? Like, you know, say all the things you have to do. That wasn't even everything. Now take a look. How, how does this make any sense? Like, this isn't logical. And I was like, oh, I understand the schedule now. I'm looking at all in front of me, you know, and it's, there's, I, I don't have to judge it as something negative. <laughs> it just mm -hmm. is. It's just a tool. Use it as any tool, right? So now, I mean, now that I let go of my preconceived notions of what scheduling meant, nobody's boxing me in or telling me what to do, right? It's just, it's, it's a tool, you know, that can be utilized. You saying that, it reminds me of, um, like, I used to grow up playing sports. And one thing that they're very, very honest, like my coach used to hammer, like, you know, discipline. And like, I'm talking about like your 5 a.m. workouts outside in the cold. And like, I'm like, you know, I'm not one for the cold. I was born <laughs> in August. Like, I, I'm not one for the cold. I hate waking up early. Like, I love sleep. And then, you know, to go work out on a field in the morning and then to go through a full day of school, it was just like, August you know. August 23rd? I was like, oh. Like, Shahadra, is it August 23rd? No, August okay. 1st. Okay, go on. Why? Where did that come from? Well, because my birthday is August 25th. So I thought, and then I, I, for some reason, remembered somebody's birthday was on the 23rd. I thought it was yours. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Sorry August to interrupt. Please continue. <laughs> um, right. He was just saying, he's like, yo, um, when a person with discipline will always like, discipline is the closest thing you have to freedom. Because once you make way, once you do the things that you have to do, you know exactly what you have to do. And then there's freedom in it because it becomes automatic. So it's the weirdest thing as he said that, right? So I would have practice at 5 a.m. And then class would start at 8.10. And I'm not a numbers girl. And I remember them specifically putting me in an 8 a.m. class for mathematics. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail this class. This is going to be like terrible. I'm going to get kicked off my team. You know, my life is going to suck. And it was like the weirdest thing is like when I had those practices and I went into class, like my focus was there. I was able to just, you know, be there. And, and that wasn't just for me. That was like my other teammates as well. And I was just like, yo, maybe this thing really works. And then like after school, because, you know, there again is a net, another set of practice. And then when you're on a team outside of school, I had another practice. So I'd go home and I'd be like, whoa, I have like no time, but everything was getting done. I never had a problem with not doing my homework. I always, everything got done, even though you get what I'm saying. So I was just yeah. like, oh, I, I, I really, really do get it. Like these are tools that you work the tool and then it starts to work itself. And then you never have to think about it again. 
Yeah, so, it so, only becomes an issue when you over-identify with it and you're making it like, I have to do this at this, I have no bend. You know, if you, if you don't bend with anything, you're not able to adapt. That's the only time it can become problematic, really. But see, it's all perception. I perceived it as this negative thing, therefore it was for me a negative thing, exactly. right? And yours was a positive tool. You didn't over-identify with it, it worked for you. And I'm just learning that now. <laughs> No, definitely. So, like you said, there's, there's pros and cons for it, right? Like even when you think about it in terms of like some medication where they're like, no, 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 it's important that you take it at the same time every day, right? Yeah. That's not something you want to play with. And that's something that, you know, is going to work to your benefit. Even like something like, you know, a sleep schedule works really, really well for a majority of people. And you know what? Not every day you're going to have time to be in bed by 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. You, know? <laughs> you have to allow for that. And your body is pretty forgiving. It will adjust. But when you start to kind of, in a sense, push your body's boundaries, when you're on, you know, nobody drives a tank. You can't drive your car far on E. Everybody yeah. knows that. You got to find somewhere very soon or you're going to be stranded. So it's like the same thing. I hate to compare my body to it, like, you know, some mechanics. But it makes so much sense though, right? Like you don't know what's going to blow on that car, but it's going to be something. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, that's like this, those are the basics, you know, there's very basic things that you need. You need to check your tires. You need to check your gas, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the two big things. And if you don't, guess what? You can only get so far. That's it. So it's just like, oh all these little lessons are in it and you know that was a lesson that i had to like I, to be honest i'm not a person who gets sick often i'm noticing you know looking back it's like oh i get sick when i keep pushing my own boundaries like you said those signs are always there and it's just you know you you, you drive over a pebble and your car goes boom, boom, and then you're like okay whatever and you're still concentrating on going 100 and all of a sudden you hit something bigger and you're like boom, boom and you're just like oh uh oh what's going on yo you hit a pothole going at 100 you will mess up your car trust me those are expensive <laughs> i just got a bill for one so. <laughs> it's just like you know life is like it's like it whispers and then it like yells and it's like okay like, yes that's what mindfulness gives us the ability to notice the subtle lessons before it's the hit like that right <laughs> wake yourself up because you're gonna get it <laughs> And then even like you said, it can turn into a situation where you're like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Like I did this. I, 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 I. And there's and the layer judgments, like layering the judgments, you know, judging your judgments. And now it's like, ah. <laughs> right. So now it's like, okay, now you have a broken car and now you have a, like essentially like a broken, shattered ego and soul. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you know, one has to fix the other. And if you say, okay, you know what? My behavior hasn't been you know, on par with what I, what I want to be. Oh, okay. I can change my behavior. You know, n this week, you think I'm going to be stressing myself out to get things done? Mm, maybe, probably, maybe, you know, it's but a moment by moment thing, right? <laughs> it's not gonna, I, I don't see it getting to that point. You get what I'm saying? Especially yeah. like, you know, Corona's out there and it's just like, us wearing down our immune systems in a time like now is just it's just it's the wrong move on so many boards like i was so concerned about my productivity and it's like listen you know in the words of my sister yeah well you know when you're a dead man doesn't have problems and if you want to push it there you know those things won't get done if you're in bed for a week so take your time do it bit by bit and it will all get done i was like ah oh, yeah okay yeah. 
Yeah. So I got you... to get, you know, binge Netflix for a little <laughs> bit. Awesome. Yeah. When you reach that part inside you that's, you know, more, that's, that's bigger, and you realize that you have the space between things, those little things aren't as important anymore, right? You've given yourself that, that realization, you know, it's just not that important that the tea towel hit the floor. It's just not that important that the dishes are, are going to get done. You know, they're, they're not all completely done. Well, what does that mean? It just means it gets done in another moment, the next moment, right? So, well, so yeah, why, I hear you. you think in that moment, it was so important. Was it, was it over-identification? Was it just like, you know, out of fear? Like what, do you, can you even name, put a name to it? Yeah, it had nothing to do with the scenario. That's why I was saying this can become very layered and it's not maybe necessary to know the root, but in this instance, I happened to know the root was a project I was doing in the basement. I was having trouble with it. Um, I'm, I'm building a wall and it's taking some time and getting all the parts together for it and, and doing the measuring. And I have to measure like 400 times because I get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. this is where my, oh, this is where my, yeah, I'm building a wall. So this is just okay. the stuff I do. So, so yeah. Um, so in your house? Yeah. In the, in the basement, I'm just building a little wall, like a, a little, it's like a, it's just a little wall, but yeah. So anyways, it's just a square. It's going to be, it's not a hard project. It's just a time consuming one by yourself. So that's where my mind was all about this because those projects that I do, the building projects are what I use. Those are my distractions. That's where I, you know, work mindfully, work with power tools and stuff like that. You know, it keeps me really centered and focused. I find it a very mindful practice is soothing. So I soothe myself with these building projects and then you get the sense of accomplishment because I I've started something and finished it because you see most of the stuff I work with, it never is going to get done. This gives me a small experience of something getting done. So, so that's where my whole thought was at. That's where I wanted my free time to be, you know, not, not arguing about petty little things. You know, you have two, two teenage daughters. You can get a lot of uh, the drama building up and going. And, and my judgments were that the conversations weren't important. Somehow much more important was me getting some time to go into the basement and work on my project. Didn't matter about the tea towel or about, you know, the, the fake nails that were coming off all over the kitchen for my daughter or the like, you know, all the little things, the little triggers had nothing to do with them and had nothing to do with those circumstances. All about what I really wanted to be doing. So. So you're, you weren't in that moment, essentially. No, I was not at all. I was caught up in the thought, completely caught up in the, I want to be in the basement, quite, <laughs> quite a little tantrum inside over, I want to be in the basement. <laughs> that's like you're alone. That, that's your happiest place, you know? That particular project was my happy place for that moment. And I couldn't get to it and get that satisfaction. So I kind of took it out on everybody around me. <laughs> no. So. That's not cool. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't even know you were into like, you know, power tools and like building walls. I'm like, wait, what? A wall for what? Like, what? wait, what's going on? I built that enclosure. Oh, for the tortoise. Okay. That's <laughs> well cool. Built. That's mad cool. Yeah, I, I took apart um, um, some band equipment. There's like for moving band equipment. And I got really cheap, like 
$25 for all this stuff. And then I, I converted it into an enclosure for the black plated lizard and the tortoise. <laughs> it was like so much fun and so calming for me. And then that's, see, people use TV a lot of times, but I find TV is triggering for me because I'm endlessly analyzing it. And like, okay. I, I use it as like a tool is almost like I'm researching, but then it's contrary to how people would normally act in situations. So I'm analyzing. So I'm not fun to watch TV with for others. <laughs> Got you, got you. Well, like, that's the thing. It depends how, like, everybody has their activities. That's really cool, though, because creativity, like you said, if that's what puts you in that flow state, you know, if that's what keeps you in the moment, that that's beautiful. Yeah, and that's also, like, that's the mindfulness right there, finding the things that you know are soothing to you. Like, one girl I know, she she has um, some issues getting out of out of bed, and she's a young girl. She's younger than me and she's a beautiful, vibrant, like lovely woman. She's just great. And she does, doesn't get to leave her home very often. So she does come on Zoom for our mindfulness sessions, which is nice sometimes to see her. Um, but she does these diamond paintings where it's like mindfully taking tiny, tiny little diamonds with tweezers and laying them on a picture. And she, until she does this giant canvas of multicolored like visuals, it's just unbelievable. And I'm like, wow, that's her mindfulness exercise. It's just stunning, right? That like, I feel like the energy, like that feels beautiful. And like you said, there's always like that moment that you can see the completion of it. And it just does something to you. And you're like, oof, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I hope I can. I hope she shares it. I hope yeah. she puts puts it out there. Let share that. Share that. I'll, art sa- with I'll send you the the YouTube. She's got it on YouTube. I first saw that and, and seeing how painstaking that would be like that would be my judgment that it would be painstaking. But for her, it's pure joy. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's crazy how like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, capitalism needs to be what it is because then we'd all end up doing nothing. And it's like, no, people are so different that they'll find, you know, the thing that resonates with them the most. And like, you know, I would never want to probably do something like that, but you know, for her, I could still appreciate it. I love beauty. I love art. I'm down for that stuff. Like I will never do a painting, but I will spend hours in a gallery. You get what I'm saying? I will spend money on memberships and all of that stuff because I can really appreciate that. And like me, like, you know, going back to gratitude, like, thank the artist who you know didn't listen to the person who's like you know because even if I was their friend I'd be like please don't waste your time doing that nobody has three don't don't waste three hours of your day doing that and you're just like why not why rob somebody the opportunity to see you know to go through that and see on the other side like even with kids I'm like video games are like oh you know my cousin growing up used to kill video games kill it yo there's multi-millionaires under 17 because of playing video games right now as we speak right now as we speak there's you know there's an esports tournament going on somebody's about to win a lot of money for spending all this time playing video games right and it's just like yo if that's what puts them in the zone and that you know that's what makes them happy to be alive why not Yeah, right. It's all about balance. And, you know, again, making sure you're taking care of yourself as long as there's balance and whatever you're, you know, into, that's great. True that, true that, true that, true that. Yeah, I make this joke. Yeah, I make this joke to my kids. Well, it's not really a joke. I shouldn't say that. But I say like, 
like try to contradict it okay so if i say i only live by one rule it's essentially two but it's kind of one do um make sure that it is healthy for me and others is it healthy for me and others so it's kind of like two because is it healthy for me and others but it's it's all about that so no matter what you say or do you don't need like tons and tons of, of rules just that one rule if you follow that you'd probably be pretty balanced and, and my kids are always trying to get me on that but but you can't because i'll say oh what you just said is that healthy for you would that be healthy for me and others and they're like oh no right like <laughs> so Gosh. i don't know it's okay. like internal dialogue matters like so much the stuff we're saying to ourselves you know that's where the self-compassion like i i find that the root is usually our internal dialogue the experiences we've had and then the things we say to ourselves repeatedly right that's just growing whatever we're saying so if we're saying something you know that isn't healthy for us we're growing that yes it, what they say um where you what is it where you put your attention or what where you what is it quote it's like where you put your attention your the energy flows or where yeah. your energy flows where your energy flows <laughs> it grows right yeah, yeah so you really want to make sure that you're watering the right plants you know beautifully put that's for, that's for sure um what was i gonna say oh with regards to i i really like your quote right and it made me kind of just think about this other quote where it was like okay i think it was i don't know some poet google it where mm -hmm. he's just like my only rule is, do I love it? And if the answer is yes, then I do it. Oh, and if the answer is no, then I don't. And I was like, oh, right? It's like, oh. Yeah, psh, that's good. Like, <laughs> something so simple. But for a lot of the things, and um, I think this is trauma related. Again, I'm not like um, a medical professional. So I'm just stating my opinion. But what you run into is a lot of people don't know what they love. A lot of people can't answer that question. When you even ask them, what do they want? You know, even for myself, I struggled with this for a very, very long time. Um, and I couldn't answer that. And I remember thinking like, you know what, um, you know, growing up in my age, it was like the hustle era, right? You couldn't, every you couldn't have like a hobby we never had hobbies you know i was too poor to have a hobby you had to have a side hustle you had to have a third hustle you had to know you know it had to everything that you did had to be tied to your productivity it had to be tied to your income and in a sense it just stripped me you know layer by layer to the fact that i was just like i don't know what i'm doing anymore i don't you know nothing brings me joy anymore the things that i thought would bring me joy it just didn't feel like it, it, you know, back to your, your topic about balance. I loved basketball so much with all my heart to the fact that it got to a point and I'll credit it to this one coach that I had where he drilled us like before school, during, during lunch break, after school, seven days a week, right? We got to rest on Sunday because they were Catholic. <laughs> and I, hated it by the end of it. I ended up quitting. And it was just like, yo, I just remember saying this isn't fun for me anymore. And then I didn't pick up a basketball that day. I quit for the longest time until not too recently. You get what I'm saying? And I was just yeah. like, yeah. whoa, like me just holding the ball, like not even shooting it. It was just like, oh, like, what's that feeling? I couldn't even name it. Like, this feels different. 
you know, you're holding it and you're like, you know, it's rubber gripped and it's like, whoa, like all these like thoughts came flooding. And like, I remember when like, I'm very like auditory, like I love sound. So when I shot it and it hit the net and it makes that very particular sound that you don't hear anywhere else, it just did something to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for like, I'm going to do this as often as I can. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I found it. You know, like it's, it was like a light and it's like, yo, it's, I'm on my way home, you know, to finding those things that I love. And like, I'll be honest, I suck at basketball. <laughs> Ask anybody who knows me, like I'm terrible at it. For as long as I played, I am freaking terrible at it. And there's another quote where it's like, oh, you know what? If your mind tells you, he's like, you know, it, it was specifically for painting. He's like, yo, if your mind tells you you cannot paint, then paint and let that part of your mind be silenced, you know, mm. even if it's terrible. And I was just like, that's it. You know, if I want to write a poem, I promise my fault to write shitty poetry. Excuse mm. my language. You know, okay. if I'm going to play basketball, I promise to hit every single air ball <laughs> in style. Like, I'm, you know, Kobe Bryant or something. I'll miss with you. Like, you know, like, if I want to do it, if I get that feeling, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And because that that's a gain. That's, that's a gain our culture, like, like teaching kids to be so competitive and like kind of mm -hmm. stripping down the, the real kind of point of what you were learning wasn't competition, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't who's better at it. So you had mm -hmm. to put the good feeling emotion back in there because mm -hmm. that's changing the emotion you felt. That's really amazing. You had that space from it. Realize that was somebody else's opinion of that sport. That wasn't the emotion you felt. Once right. you got that sound and it brought that sensation and that, you know, the good memories back, the feeling of, oh yeah, this is what I love. I love this story. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I'm like, yo, you brought it out. It. I didn't even intend to tell that story today, but it I just totally had to be on topic. <laughs> I want to go so, play basketball right now. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, like you said, do what you love, find that thing that you love. If it's helpful, if, you know, do it. If you love yeah. it, do it. And that is the only thing I want to share with you guys today. Yeah, I had a, I had a compassion quote that I looked for one. Uh, I don't have the author, though, just that it says American author. But I love this. It's simple. It's not your job to like me. It's mine. Ooh, that's so yeah. true. I love it. It's so simple. Very true, right? My, Why would um, that be your job? <laughs> you know, my therapist told me a while back, he's like, you know, how do you define self-esteem? I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, what people, and I remember saying what people, and he's like, no, 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 self-esteem is about you. What do you feel about yourself? It was like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, like that, growing your self-esteem is your own job. I can't, like, you can't give me self-esteem. I can give myself self-esteem, and that's not your responsibility. It's my responsibility. And, you know, these are all just lessons you're going to get at different times. I'm sure I'm going to forget it one day, you know, and, you know. And it's exciting to rediscover it again anyway, so. <laughs> and that's how life is. I feel like it's not even necessarily like a circle. It's like a spiral where you like you come to certain like lessons and you got to learn them sometimes two or three times. But you'll sure. get them eventually. And like you oh, said, yeah. there's there's beauty in the rediscovery. And if yeah. it makes you feel like you're brand new, 
and to not be too attached to it all because we're all about change and you know that's what's kind of cool about even this where we put our opinions out there and sometimes we can get strong about our opinions but guess what not attached to any of it i could have this conversation again two weeks from now i bet you i'm a different person two weeks from now <laughs> absolutely and that's part of me i'm like yo record it because you know i could probably change my mind by like tomorrow and tomorrow i might be like you know what I'm, you know, I'm this person today and I'm just going with it. But That's right. That's it's, it, it's all tentative. It's all, who cares? I mean, like, as long as, like, my intention's not to hurt anybody, my intention's not to harm anybody, and if I ever, you know, cross those boundaries, please let me know. This is all about growth. This is about showing the journey. Um, and literally, that's, that's all I can do. Like, I can just kind of give you a window into my own opinion and me sharing with you like we're learning from each other oh for sure you know growing, the expansion every conversation i'm very grateful for it so thank you for you Shahadra. i love that <laughs> i love that I'm, I'm so grateful for you too like even, i'm like yo are we gonna have time to do it like i'm thinking of all the things and it's like when we get into it it's just like yeah that will get done you know and to be honest i feel like i'm gonna be even more effective because for me, like, there's a part of it, there's, like, a connection where it's just kind of, like, it just satisfies your soul, and once that's filled out, like, that's, you know, that gas tank is ready, it's revving, you know, you're filled up with that premium gas, you can drive a thousand <laughs> kilometers on that, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> so, thank you so much for having this conversation to me. Did oh, you want to add any, any, any last stories, any last closing remarks on some self-compassion, love, anything? Uh, okay, here's one quote I can end on. It is by Emerson. Uh, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you like someone else is an accomplishment. Absolutely. Because I, I really appreciate who you are, your individuality. I mean, I know we're all one. There's no separation. I feel that. But I mean, you're so unique. Uh, and, and your perspective is so appreciated. So yeah, that's why I picked that quote. <laughs> Thank, thank you. you. That's, that's very beautiful. I got to hold that in my heart. Like that, that makes me feel like, you know, that's giving me the feels. No, I really appreciate that. And like I said, weekly, thank you to whoever else is listening in on us. Like, <laughs> or nobody. You know. We're cool with that too. No, it, hey, it's cool. If you want to say something, say something. If not, it's all good. I appreciate, you know, the love. Yeah. I feel like, like you said, it's all what will happen will happen. Yeah, and it'll be perfect as is. Exactly. And as long as I love having conversations with you, I'm going to keep having conversations <laughs> with you. It's that simple. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. So awesome. I will leave you back to your schedule. I know you have to get back to your scheduled program. But <laughs> thank you so much for joining thank me you. this week. Hopefully we will talk again next week. Plop me in your schedule. And that's awesome. It will be Pass. another discussion. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, have See a good you. one. Bye. Bye.